is Adam Gorney, Rivals.com, here with the Respect My Decision podcast with a very special guest this week, a friend and someone I've known for many years and who's one of the most renowned quarterback coaches and gurus in this entire sport, uh, Steve Clarkson, who just a couple weeks off of the Steve Clarkson quarterback retreat down at Santa, in Santa Monica at a middle school that uh, had a field, field turf and a beautiful track. <laughs> it was just absolutely great. Steve, first that event. How special is it to you and just how great is it to, to not only get all those premier high school guys in, but all those college kids back to, to kind of see their progress and, and over the years to, to stay close with those guys? Well, the, the best thing is actually getting all those kids to come back year in and year out. Um, you know, and it is a process. Most of the kids that, that have come to the retreat have been participants for you know, at least a few years. Um, so when we get them into the college sector and then have them come back and essentially come back as counselors and spread, you know, what they've learned at the collegiate level and not just them, not only them, but their parents as well. Uh, you know, it's super, super important and, and very impressive on the kids part that they would come back and give back to the camp itself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an honor. I'm privileged that, you know, that they would take the time out of their weekend schedule. Memorial weekend is a popular weekend, but We've seemed to have uh, carved a niche for that weekend that everybody seems to want to put that on their calendar. So, um, yeah, very pleasing. What's something that's really neat is when you have the high school guys walk in, they're feeling good about themselves. They feel pretty big. And then Bryce Young walks in, <laughs> you know, and, and and not to not that they're put in their place or anything, but they're certainly there to to learn a, a few lessons from those guys and, and kind of soak it in. Right. That's kind of the point. Well, yeah, I mean, like I we. The, the kids that come, one thing I always uh, uh, make a priority to let them know is that the, the best coach that you can probably have is pr probably one of your contemporaries. Uh, yeah. Because there's, if you look around there, you have, you're surrounded by successful people. And, you know, they may have done it a little bit differently, um, but it was perfect for them. And it's, you know, advantageous for you to spend time with them and get to know their little tricks to the trade. They're willing to, to share their secrets. And that's what's so unique about the retreat uh, that they can kind of create their own, you know, DNA, so to speak. Uh, you know, Bryce Young, uh, as you mentioned, you know, a Heisman Trophy winner. You know, we've had Matt Leinart there. We've had a few people that have come and hoisted that trophy. But the thing that's so unique about all of them is they're so willing to walk in there like everybody else. So Bryce Young doesn't walk in there as the Heisman Trophy guy. Look at me. I mean, he's just like a normal normal counselor. And, you know, what's really great about them is they love spending time with the younger kids, you know, so the younger kids really soak that up. I mean, if Bryce said, hey, let's go have a water boom fight, they would be just as happy as throwing spirals. You know? Yeah. So that's that's really the key to it is that they really love the experience of just being that close to somebody that they idolize. It really is a who's who of quarterbacks. And like you said, you know, Matt Liner's there. People are popping in all the time. And it really is kind of like the red carpet for quarterbacks. And. For us, for what I do for a living, it's an incredible evaluation uh, opportunity to see who's an alpha, to see who takes a back seat, to see who wants to compete, to see who doesn't, to see who wants to sit on the sidelines too much, to see who wants to make every throw, go through every drill. And and you put them through the ringer on Saturday for sure. Um, is that the point, to kind of really test them to, to see how far they'll go a little bit? No, I, I think really, you know, the, the, the key word is retreat. We let them do what they are most comfortable doing. So there's yeah. some kids that, you know, maybe come in with a little injury. And my own son had a little back issue, so did Malachi Nelson. So yeah. I didn't let them do 
too much just because I wanted to protect them. And there's other kids that they do every single drill and they just, they just want to do it. Uh, the 24 kids, you know, the class of 24 kids, those are the ones that really, really go after it because a lot of times, especially if they're a headliner, this is their first opportunity to kind of get in the fray. And they really want to kind of see, you know, how they stack up with each other in their class. And, uh, and then, of course, they want to see the kids who are, you know, the 23 class and, and at the collegiate level as well. So those are the ones that you're kind of most gravitated to is usually that uh, incoming junior class, because that's where it's probably the most competitive. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about two guys in 23 that were there that really stood out. Chris Vizina, the Clemson commit. Uh, mm -hmm. Great size, great arm, seems like an absolutely great kid. For you spending the weekend with him, what were your impressions on and off the field, really? Well, I mean, you hit it. He was the complete package. I mean, just super, super, uh, yeah, on the on all the checkpoints. Like, okay, what kind of leader is he? I mean, he did every drill, uh, always smiling, always uh, soaking things up, uh, very respectful of his peers, uh, very appreciative of, you know, everybody's talent. But, you know, he just went out there and did his thing. Uh, he throws an incredible football. I mean, that. I don't think I've ever seen him throw a, a, a pass that wasn't a tight spiral. Uh, he's uh, very sneaky athletic, uh, you know, because he's a bigger kid and you don't think he can move the way he moves and he moves extremely well. Um, he was, he was outstanding at the camp. He was definitely one of my, my top guys at, at that weekend for sure. Jaden Rashada flies across the country for a visit to Florida, flies back then to LA Still kind of works out Saturday, still is there all weekend. That competitiveness and kind of that attitude that he is definitely of the of that elite group. Did you kind of see the same thing? And what did you think of just his performance? Well, uh, Jaden has always been like one of the most consistent guys of any camp. And he's always been, you know, that way with us. Uh, if he doesn't matter, you know, if it's a seven on seven or whatever, he's just a guy that you, you know what you're going to get, right? Yeah. But here's probably the biggest compliment I can give him. He doesn't really go at and say, hey, I'm going to compete. He just does what he always does. It could be versus air or versus, you know, in a camp. It's kind of the same guy. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of, a, you know, express. You don't see a stress level on him. You know, I mean, whether it's a good play, bad play, he's still the same guy. And it's going to bode well for him at the next level because he's going to need to be even killed. And he's certainly that. But, you know, Jaden has never had – I can't ever recall him having – a camp outing or a competition where he didn't look at his very, very best. One of the big marquee names and, and one that I definitely wanted to see a lot of was uh, Dylan Rayola, the Ohio State commit. You know, is he the number one player in the country? Is he the number one quarterback? Is he not? I mean, I don't know if one event answers all those questions or not, but he's certainly physically gifted, probably a little bigger than I even expected him to be. He threw 72 yards in the long ball. Uh, and just over the weekend, he was an impressive kid, huh? Yeah, I mean, look, he, he comes from a, a background of, you know, his dad was was a big-time ball player when he played. Um, and you talk about being number one in the country. Well, at Ohio State, he's certainly number one. Right? That's yeah. what matters, right? <laughs> uh, he has all the tools. Uh, he goes to a really, you know, a great high school in, in Chandler in Arizona. Um, but he's just, you know, like I said, another one of those kids that he doesn't have an ego. I mean, he was out there and he was, you know, uh, he was tutoring the younger kids. He was out there, you know, uh, challenging, you know, his peers and also just soaking stuff up. I mean, he just, you know, like I said, he's just an unbelievable kid. But his arm talent is for real. His athleticism is for real. 
Uh, I love the fact that he plays, you know, uh, baseball as well. So there, there are some similarities within, you know, the position that he played and, and how he plays quarterback. Um, you know, he's a thinking man's kid. You know, he, he knows the, the position extremely well. And, um, you know, Ohio State's got an unbelievable player, you know, uh, to replace uh, C.J. Stroud, if that if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Davis, interesting one here because we currently have him as the number one quarterback in 24. Mm -hmm. Physically, he's not going to blow you away. It's not going to be like, wow, there's there's Jaden Davis. He's, he's the best looking quarterback I've ever seen. But almost every throw is perfect. He's a competitive kid. And. He was out there and and everything seemed just right on. I mean, was that kind of your perception too? Yeah, again, this is like the second time I've seen him up close. He came to my camp last year. He came to the yeah. retreat last year, so to speak. And um, he was super, super impressive there. And he came with sort of a reputation as being that guy. Um, and sometimes that's hard for a kid to come where everybody says, hey, this is the best guy. And then he shows up and you have such high expectations for him. And it's hard to live up to those expectations. But he always seems to exceed it. I, I would tell you probably the biggest thing that I got out of him, we had some conversations in the hotel, just talking about life in general. Very uh, perceptive young man, uh, extremely bright and well-spoken, extremely well-spoken. I can't emphasize that enough. I mean, I, I kept looking at him like, there's no way this is a high school junior. This kid right. sounded like he was, you know, a third-year collegiate player. I mean, he was that yeah. that impressive. I don't, I'm sure you've spoken to him a few times. And if you just talk about anything, he's pretty well versed in many topics. And I was that probably, you know, to me, made him separated him from a lot of people just on that alone. We talked a lot about Julian saying when when we were talking on Sunday at the camp and he is who he is. Right. Technically, mm -hmm. nearly perfect. Doesn't make a lot of bad throws. He's just going to be that guy. Right. I mean, that's just him. Yeah, I, I think for him, like I said, if you're looking at the picture perfect, you know, throwing motion and and demeanor, he has that. I have not seen him play um, in person. I'd love to, you know, have an opportunity to do that. Um, hopefully that'll happen this year. We have a, a buy at Bosco, so hopefully I can go see him play. I, I'm I'm very intrigued by him as a as a quarterback, as a player. Um, he seems again, he fits right in. And, and for me, when I'm judging a quarterback, I would probably tell you. You know, fifty percent of it. There's a I I can show you three or four linemen that probably throw the ball better than most quarterbacks that are ranked, you know, four and five star. And I'm not kidding. But yeah. there's the thing that separates them is when they don't have the ball. How do people gravitate to them? What's their you know? Do they have that it factor? And that's the thing that the retreat really you 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 see the separation there from the guys that really have that kind of it factor in their personality when the other when they're uh, well-respected peers are, you know, taking their time to spend time with you, right? Like they really dig who you are and they get the vibe and, and they really connect. And, and, and Julian certainly has that. And, and I would say most of the kids that came there also have that trait. And that's what makes the retreat so special is because they all kind of, nobody thinks they're, oh, I'm better than this guy, that guy. They all feel like, hey, this dude's a dude and I respect him and, you know, we're, we're going to have fun and, and, and be in this business for a long time. And that's kind of their, their take. Yeah. The other 24 guy is DJ Lagway, who, you know, from a physical perspective is really, really impressive. Um, I think he's still a little bit in baseball mode. And so I think that has to be worked out of him, which probably will be in the summer and through the fall. But for, for an entire weekend of getting a sense of him, his physical ability, his, his mental makeup, all those kinds of things, what did you think of Lagway? Well, 
uh, to your point, you can see a kid that was transitioning from uh, the baseball side uh, to the football side, but make no mistake, um, he's what you think and more. And he's certainly going to battle uh, for the number one quarterback spot in that class. I mean, those four guys, it's going to be, you know, they talk about the 23 class, and the 24 class is not shabby at all. And those four guys, it's going to be, you know, you're going to be rotating that number one spot, you know, probably every week <laughs> based on yeah. how these guys uh, <laughs> continue to grow and play. But uh, uh, DJ was somebody I've seen a lot of film on. And so I've had a chance to really analyze him. And, and you know, he's what you want in today's quarterback. You know, he can throw every pass. He's extremely athletic. He's got great anticipatory skills. Um, and then he's got a great personality. Again, another one of those it factor guys that, when, you know, when he didn't have to say anything for you to know he's in the room. And that's about the greatest compliment I can give him. Two more questions. And thank you for doing this. One on Pierce. As a as not only a, the father of, a, of a, an elite quarterback, an incredibly talented kid, to show the patience he did to stay at Bosco while, you know, splitting time last year with a kid who's now at Michigan State. How do you hand? How did you handle recruiting? Was it really just letting him find the most comfortable spot? Was it really the best spot for him as a person and a player? And how did you find that at Louisville? Um, all right, so let's go back to sort of the very beginning. Obviously, this is what I do for a living, and you know, having my last name is a blessing and a curse. Right. So it was very important for me to put him in a program where. I could truly just be a dad because if he was going to make it in this sport, he was going to have to make it with multiple voices guiding the way. And it was important for me to put him in a place where he could learn that skill, that, that skill trait. Now, uh, Bosco is extremely challenging. And I, and I got to tell you, I probably, when I enrolled, it wasn't our first choice. Uh, he actually spent a couple weeks at Alamany, but then he decided, no, he really wanted to go to Bosco. So he, made that move. And it was for me as a dad, it was terrifying because there were 15 quarterbacks there on campus right. and, and they were all pretty much bigger than him. And I'm yeah. thinking, man, there's no way he's going to have four years here at this school. It's just, you know, there's just too many dudes, yeah. but he assured me that he was up to the task and that he wanted to do this. And it was so funny because these kids one by one started checking out of school and he kept rising and they kept checking out. And then when Caton came, it was, you know, I think there were like maybe six quarterbacks with him. And um, that was a bit unnerving because I thought he was really good. And I, I was like, wow, I, he, it's kind of a shame he went this far. And then it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. But the two of them handled it so greatly uh, and they became best of friends. And I wish I would have had, you know, uh, if we didn't have COVID, that would have been the perfect QB1 because, you know, it's a black kid, white kid. Trans I mean, you had all the elements of the suspense and whatnot. Um, and it was, it was a tough situation as a dad to kind of sit yeah. back and hope for the best. But I will say the two of them together showed, you know, not only my family, but, uh, Caton's family that they were okay with it and they were supportive of each other. So it, it easier for everybody else. So that's what, what really showed on the team aspect that, yeah. you know, they were both very well liked, um, so from a maturity standpoint, development side, you know, you got that. And I think from a collegiate side, you know, the one question that will always come up, well, what's it like to coach, you know, Carson, you know, as a dad in the way, whatever. And honestly, they can, you know, the proof is there. Hey, 
he was uh, a great guy and he stayed out of the way and that's kind of the way I needed to be. So I don't like to do pieces really, you know, with my son uh, sure. just because I feel like this is his time. So I don't want to be, you know, in the picture, so to speak. Um, but Bosco in general has just been great on his development side. Like, you know, when we were going through that process of him, you know, hey, does he stay or go? Because people were, you know, hey, you need to transfer, you need to transfer. And, and it really came down to this. And this is my honest to goodness feeling. I felt like the way they were preparing him at Bosco, that if he split half the time at Bosco, that was better than going to a lesser school and playing full time. Because at yeah. the end of the day, if he's not prepared to go to college and compete, then what 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 good is it? You know, yeah. um, at some point you're going to have to hit the pavement running, and if you're not prepared to do it, you're just going to fail. So that's probably what I'm most, you know, delighted about when it comes to him is that I know that you know he's not afraid to go roll up his sleeves and go earn his keep, and and that's probably the best thing I can say. So the last one, and this is something that we're thinking of a lot about. And we can't figure out because it's just impossible to know. But we're going to talk about Arch Manning here. Can can someone who doesn't do national events, and I don't think it's his choice. Uh, I think he'd want to if he if if he could. Can that be the number one player in the country? It, as you project out on Arch Manning, can you can you do since you can't do an apples to apples comparison on the field at the quarterback retreat? At Elite 11, at any of our events where we have, mm-hmm. you know, Nico and Pierce and Jane Rashada and Malachi Nelson throwing at the same event. How worrisome should that be? Do you think it is? Or can the number one player in the country just say, hey, you know, I don't need to really do anything and I'm still incredibly talented and I'm going to have a phenomenal career? Um, well, you're talking about an outlier and a family that has been proven the gold standard so yeah. i could never question how they want to you know i i gotta be honest if i were them i would probably do the same thing because yeah. you don't have a kid like this and he needs to be protected and there is some and, and when i say protected not from a you know athletic com- competition sort of way sure. just in general because you know i can tell you you know my son doesn't have anywhere near the stature and you could not believe how many people try to dm him with just nonsense and right. so I yeah and see my thing is and, and in, in defense yeah. of arch is so if he i have shows no up, problem with it yeah if, if he shows up somewhere and does really well that's expected yeah, I, if he throws one bad pass that's what makes social media mm-hmm. you know yeah Yes. Yeah. And that's, you know, that is, it is the tough one, but I would, if I'm a betting man, I will bet on that kid being extremely successful. Um, yeah. So um, if someone is going to name him the number one, I mean, look, I think the people that rated number one, that you, you saw a film, you saw the trait, whatever. I don't think anybody really expected him to do any of these camps, to be honest. Right. Um, right. You know, because you just have to understand the family. I mean, Peyton didn't do it. I mean, Eli didn't do it and it worked out really well for them. And, you know, nobody knows football like Archie. So he understands, you know, the process and Peyton obviously is a, you know, a Mount Rushmore type guy. So, you know, no, I I don't, you know, I'd expect him to be the number one guy to finish. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you start. It's where you finish, right? There's a lot of guys that end up here and then they don't end up anywhere, you know? So, uh, but I, I, I think the kid's an excellent kid. I think he's a really good quarterback. And if you would put that kid on any power team, 
you would see, you know, that his skill set might even be more impressive than what you see. I mean, people yeah. kind of talk about, you know, well, they don't play at a very big school, whatever. I mean, there are a lot of guys that didn't play at very big schools and ended up being sure. super, super great. So I, yeah. I, I discount that. I look at, just like I said, again, I want to look at the personality of the kid. It seems like he's taking this recruiting thing extremely uh, important for him to make yeah. the right decision. He's not rushing into anything. And, you know, his status has certainly granted him that, you know, afforded him that ability and he's taking advantage of it. So no, I, I, I bet, I bet the house on our commanding. Awesome. That is Steve Clarkson. I am Adam Gorney for the respect my decision podcast.